Well, hey everybody, welcome to this week. It is the Crystal Crawford Show time. I'm Crystal. And whew, in this show, as you guys know, I take a topic and just riff the fuck out of it using my perspectives and the access consciousness tools. And if you're joining me live today, you're gonna see on the screen with me a something, I, a tool that I'm starting to use in a few of my sessions that is like creating big awareness and different results. So we are diving into this week, where does fulfillment come from? And this isn't necessarily a question that I've heard a lot of people ask, but let me tell you what has shown up um, all over the place. Let me just see where I'm streaming to here. Oh, yeah, remove that. Um, oh, never mind. Okay, hi everybody. <laughs> Welcome. I'm live and also doing technical shit while I'm talking. So, where does fulfillment come from? Um, I don't get this question a lot, but what I do get a lot in all of my sessions and in all of my classes is this kind of ever-present sense of dissatisfaction. And when you look at fulfillment and what it takes to be happy, what it takes to feel satisfied, what it takes to feel content, it's very different for all of us. And so I wanna kind of traipse all over this by telling you some stories that I've been discovering in my own life, by showing you this little wheel diagram thingy that if some of you have done life coaching before, you've probably seen it, but I'm gonna use it in a different way and inviting you to jump into some many, mini mentorship sessions with me where we will go a little bit deeper. I just got out of a session with a, a client where we looked at this and I personally last week was really starting to look at what is this kind of ever present dissatisfaction with what's going on in my life and is it everywhere is it just in one thing um, am I just unclear and I'm kind of like glumping everything together and just vaguely like grumpy about everything or something else is it mine like what is actually occurring here and last week for myself as I was sort of exploring all of this and if you guys are watching live and want to say hi I love knowing where you're watching from tell me where you're watching from um, it occurred to me that I had seen it at some point this tool and this is called the wheel of life I believe in life coaching circles but I renamed it we're calling it the wheel of living and I also changed the categories on it so for you guys to get a full experience of how I'm using it which is very fun um, you got to book a session and all you have to do to do that is go to um, crystaljoycrawford.com slash what's new and you're gonna find some mini mentorship sessions there I'm doing for the next uh, actually for today there is an 80% discount on my time because I really want to start meeting with you guys and playing with this new thing that I've discovered. So that's that. Um, we are not really broken up into parts, but we tend to look at our life in areas. And one of the things we also tend to do is glump our life into sort of big sensations. And last week when I was looking at this for myself, I was going through a relationship thing because he and I are learning more about each other all the time and feeling that familiar sense of like, just familiar, feeling that sense that like everything was off. 
And what I wanted to do with myself is get more clarity around what is it exactly that I'm really disgruntled about. Here's one of the things I've learned about myself, and you have to look at this for you, that when I put my attention somewhere, it changes. When I, you know, get your Joburg, Canaria, Germany, San Francisco, I love it. So when I put my attention somewhere, it changes. When I'm disgruntled about money, and then I put my energy there, and I really look at it, and I either transform where I'm functioning from, or I make a demand of myself, it changes. When I'm disgruntled about business, and I put my energy there, it changes. So I've learned about me that when I put my energy there, it changes. So if I'm just broadly disgruntled and I don't really know exactly what I'm disgruntled about, maybe I can point to this thing or this specific thing and maybe I'll do some pock and potting around it or I'll use a tool, like interesting point of view, I have this point of view, but I still sort of feel this vague general sense of disgruntledness. There's, there's unclarity going on between me and me. So I pulled out this tool and if you, if you Google this, Google the wheel of life, you can find it. It's, it's pretty generic, I would say. They have you start to look at career and relationships and family and social stuff and your body, kind of the traditional things that you look at to go, you know, how's this going, how's this going? I tweaked it a bit. For example, I realized that in the, that one of the things that had been going on for me and then for Andres and I both, was that we had just of no, not consciously, we had just unconsciously let go of the ask and the desire for pleasure. We were doing a lot of work. We were prioritizing, like getting our lives working financially and from a business point of view and all that had priority. But we had let go of the ask and the choice for joy and pleasure. Now, I'm sure it's pretty obvious to everyone else, but for us, it was not obvious at all. And, and actually, when we started talking about and, and recreating our dynamic last week, that was one of the things I brought up. I'm like, is there anywhere in your world where, you know, pleasure has a place, joy has a place? And he was like, yeah, no. Like basically he, he and I have gone into this like type A directed modality of living where it's like the thing is to get the thing done and do the thing and you know our life has been so intense over the last few years that that's just that's been what we've chosen but what i started to recognize was like we were so intense on doing the thing that we had let go of like the pleasure of each other and the pleasure of each other's company and the pleasure of our bodies and the, the pleasure that can be included with life and you all know we talk about an access, money follows joy. I had started to ask like, what is joy for me? Felt like I'd lost it. Like I was having it in some ways, but not in other ways. So I started to realize that fun and pleasure and joy were like one whole part of my pie. Like basically if pleasure and fun and joy were lagging in some way, I was disgruntled. Another piece of my pie was money. Big one, obvious one. Another piece of my pie was business and my sensations with business. Like what are some of the elements of succeeding with business for me? Was I hitting those elements or was I neglecting those elements? Another piece of my pie was my body, my communion with my body and joy with my body and, you know, like um, body flexibility, and the, I guess the malleability and the functionality of my body, the pleasure with my body. 
another big piece of the pie was my primary relationship. And for me, let me look at this, another big piece of the pie. Let me see what I can find here. Was social stuff, like actually having people in my life. Now, some of these areas that I'm, I'm sort of taking people through this right now and I'm doing it in a different way. I'm like, you know, for me, it's kind of like this and this and this, is it like that for you? And if you were gonna talk about this area of your life, how would you rate it? You know, what's your level of satisfaction with that thing? I started to realize that there were things that really were important to me in my overall feeling of life happiness that I had simply not even put on my priority list. And in putting, for example, money and business at the top of my list, I hadn't included with those the pleasure of business necessarily, or the pleasure of money or the pleasure of having a body. Like the only reason you need money is to have a body. And so I kind of went through this list and I got my own kind of scores and it gave me awareness of what I could ask for next and what I could be choosing next and what I needed to include in my creation of life, because that's what we're doing, right? We're creating our life that I hadn't included before. So I wanted to kind of present this to you because fulfillment is so personal and it's so relative to you. And so it doesn't come from anywhere. I think, you know, previous to Access Consciousness, I really looked for my purpose and I looked for those things that would make me happy. And and then I found Access Consciousness and I was introduced to all of these different conversations, one of which was like, well, happiness is just a choice. <laughs> and I would say I'm, that, that one's still that one's still playing in my world. That one's still I'm still exploring that all the time. Happiness is just a choice. It's not something you find. It's not something that happens to you. It's a it's a choice you make. Um, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? And these, these really, really simple kind of concepts that I could allow to transform the way I was functioning, or I could kind of ignore them and go around them and not let them transform the way I was functioning and try it my own way. And I think for probably the last 10 years, I've been doing a bit of both. I've been exploring like, well, what if the purpose of life is to have fun? Am I having fun? Am I having fun with my relationship? Am I having fun with my life? Am I having fun with my business? And if I'm not, what would I, what could I choose to have more fun? And I've seen this used as a, a way to get out of things like, well, taxes aren't fun. So if the purpose of life is to have fun and I'm doing taxes, that is not included in my life. And that's not really what we're talking about. It's more like, okay, this is required. If the purpose of life is to have fun, then how can this be fun? So it, it, it can affect the way you live is what I'm trying to say in a really long-winded way. And I've been looking really deeply at what I'm allowing to affect the way that I live. I get to choose all the time, everything. I get to choose where I live every day. And here's what I mean by where I live. You guys might remember like over the last two years, a lot of different shows where I would talk about, you know, my realization that I didn't want to stay in reaction all the time because this is my life. This is my life. If I'm living in reaction all the time, what kind of life is that, right? So if we're talking about fulfillment, 
one of my markers of success or feeling feeling like I'm really succeeding in something is like I am choosing. I'm not reacting. That's a marker of success for me. So when I go through phases where I'm like doing a lot of reaction, my level of fulfillment goes right plummets. Right or wrong, that's how that works. And so so fulfillment is so personal to you. It's like and, and so the process is to start looking at like some of the elements of success for you. One of my elements of succeeding would be um, living from choice and not reaction. I know I'm succeeding when I'm living from choice and not reaction for me. Another element of success for me is finding new interpersonal relationship tools, using them and seeing them work. There was a really long time, for example, in relationships where I was functioning from the point of view that to have a successful relationship, you had to get the right mix of people. There's something to that, but you could only have success in relationship if you found the right person, essentially, right? You found the person that was your match, your vibrational match, your energetic match, your you know, your priorities matched, you were going in the same direction, all of those matchy matchy things. And there was some of that, some of that I've found to be true, but most of what I found to be true is that you choose who you choose. And if there's, there's three things that make a great relationship, money, great sex, and you letting them do what they want and them letting you do what you want, that makes a great relationship. And there's five more elements that you can add to have I mean, that makes a good relationship. And there's five more elements you can add to have a great relationship. And it's actually a lot simpler than finding the right person. Is this there? Is this there? Is this there? Okay, good. That'll work. And do you have these other five things? That'll be great. And so, you know, even last week when we were talking about, he's like, what do you need from me? I was like, I need money. I need great sex. I need you to let me do what I want. And he basically needed him, me to let him do what he wanted. So it, it was mirrored in what we needed for things to feel fulfilled for us, for, for them to feel successful for us. This is what we needed. Um, so, but, but, so in addition to that, what I, when I feel successful in relationship is when I'm finding tools that empower me to communicate and, and receive from the other person and they work. So in addition to these three elements that do make things really easy, it's this other element of success for me. When I find a tool, I use it and it works, okay? So in business, an element of success for me is when things are growing. When things are growing, I have that sense of fulfillment. When the income's growing, when the base is growing, I have that sense of fulfillment. What I have to be aware of with business is that I don't place my value on those things. So there's these tendencies we have where the markers of fulfillment can turn into the proof of value, and that's not correct. You are valuable because you're an infinite being. But you got to start to look at what it, what gives you that sense of fulfillment with that thing. With money, my sense of fulfillment is when I have a system in place that really takes care of me financially, when I have revenue coming in and a system of allocation that handles taxes and 10%, and honoring of me and classes and all that. When I have a system in place and the system is really working and I've taken care of myself and honored myself with income, that is like incredibly fulfilling to me. 
with my body, there's a sense of fulfillment when I'm listening, when I'm listening to my body about food and movement and clothes and sex. Pretty much everything having to do with my body. So I have a real sense of succeeding when I'm listening. That's an element of success for me. Um, with pleasure. I think an element of success for me with pleasure is when I include it. I'm really exploring pleasure right now. How many of you guys have an area of your life where you kind of, you know, you'll hear somebody talk about it and you're like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Pleasure is one of those things for me. I, I grew up really, I think I just grew up really workaholic, right? My mom was a worker. She just worked all the time. I worked all the time. I've worked all the time since I can possibly remember. So working was really valuable in my family. It was something I really valued about myself. It was something I got a lot of praise for. So pleasure was one of those things that just wasn't even on my radar, which is interesting because I do take a lot of pleasure in elegance. I take a lot of pleasure in certain food. There are things I take pleasure in, but as a priority, as something that I'm including in my life, it's been one of those, like, I'm exploring it. So, yeah, so so an element of success for me there would be the continued exploration. That would really contribute to me to know that I'm continue to, continuing to explore it. Now, that marker of success might change as I do explore it and I get more information about it, right? But this is what it takes to create living consciously. You start to get really clear on things for yourself. This is kind of like um, taking a life, taking stock of your life. It's almost like, it's not making a budget. That's not really what this is. It's like a clarity exercise for your life. Like what's really working here? And what would you like to be greater? And what's really working here? And what would you like to be greater? And what's really working here? And what would you like to be greater? So the, the session I just had right before this one, and these are the many mentor sessions that I'm doing right now. They're really amazing. What was really interesting is as we went through each of these little pie shapes, we discovered a theme that in business and money and with her body, she was doing the same limiting energies. Now, that is probably not that shocking because we aren't a pie. We are a whole, but... It was incredible information for her because she kind of came into the session going, well, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this and they're distinct. But what turned out to be true is that there was this universe of energy that she was doing that was creating limitation here, here, and here. And it was really just about handling this universe of energy right here instead of handling each of these areas of life separately. So now she's got a list of products that she can choose to go just start to unravel those things she's got the offer for a session package she's got more information she's got herself and she's got the tools and now she can get to work in a different way with more clarity i'd like to invite you to do this exercise for yourself i if i were brilliant and faster i would have had a download for you i don't have one but you can get a hold of me and this process in the mini mentorship sessions here. And you can do it for yourself by just Googling like wheel of life on Google and take yourself through this exercise. What is fulfillment for you? Is your middle name more? My middle name is more. There's no finish line. 
There's no level of contentment I'll reach one time and then I'm done. There's no, I, I kind of have dissatisfaction as one of my energies that I do. All of that's true. And there are these elements of success for me. You cannot create success for yourself from somebody else's point of view and somebody else's reality. You can only create it from what's important to you. So how could you get clear on what's important to you? I want to round out this conversation with um, the last bit around priorities. Because I was a part of a conversation in a Choice for Possibilities class with Gary Douglas and Julia Sotis, like, I don't know, five or six years ago. And she was asking stuff about, I think she was asking stuff about money and her business. And one of the things Gary asked her that was so helpful to me was, okay, so your business and money and money's not coming in. He's like, where is your business and money on your priority list? And when she looked at it, they were all the way at the bottom. She had family up top, kids up top, um, like she, all people. People were up at the top of her priority list and money and business were at the bottom. And so money was flagging. And Gary said something I will never forget that I've used every single day for the rest of my life, including yesterday. You've got to move money and business to the top of your list for your life to work. And then everything else is underneath. Now, I will I can tell you with 100% surety that when my cash flow stops working, when money stops working in my life, I have moved it in it unconsciously to the bottom of my list. And moving has taken priority, relationships taken priority, um, getting settled in a new city has taken priority. So it's not wrong. Like I would say since I've moved here, that's what happened. I like just to get settled here took so much more out of my life than I even knew. But then I'd also put at the top of the list, like other things in the business that were not money. So money had again fallen down here. So every time I bring money back up to the top of the list, my life starts working again. So it's also really important to look at what are your priorities now? And you can tell that by how you're spending your time. You know, is your horse and people and working for other people and all the, what's top of the list that gets your attention and what's at the bottom? And what could your priorities be? Those are the next two exercises in the session. It's like, what are you saying? And so what does that expose as priorities? And what would you like them to be that would make your life work different? And Eileen said, so I don't know what success factors look like for me. How do I start finding those? With exactly the process I just basically talked through in this conversation. So you're asking yourself, what are some of the elements of success for me with this area of my life? And you can like zoom in on this little pie diagram here. I wish I could make this bigger for you. Maybe I can. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so you could zoom in on each of these sections and just ask yourself, what are some of the elements of success in work and business? Another way you can do this is you can go with each of these areas, like what's really working about this area and what would I like to be greater? These are some of the things that I'm taking people through and, and it's, it is helpful to talk it out with somebody. Um, what's really working about body and movement and what would I like to be greater? And these little dots were actually the scoring little scoring system that I made, well, I, I stole it from somebody. Uh, and it's like on a scale of one to 12, 
what number would you put with work and business? You know, are you a four? Is it more like a seven? Is it a 12? You know, um, and then you get to kind of see what areas of your life are a little bit out of whack, right? So it, what's really working about this and what would I like to be greater and how would I score it right now? And what would I have, what could I change and choose that would make this a 12? Because the thing about, the thing about us guys is that we know, we know, we have a sense of what would create something into something greater. We just have to sit down and kind of look at it. You know, what about this area is really working? What would I like to be greater? What about this area is really working? What would I like to be greater? What about this area is really working? What would I like to be greater? And start to notice like what the kind of the dominant energies are that are holding, let's say holding you back in those areas that you would like to be greater. Like if you would like money to be greater, if on a scale of one to 12, you would rate your money reality around a four. What are you already aware of needs your attention? Okay, so this is just literally getting, it's just a clarity exercise to get you more conscious of what things are going really well that you can acknowledge and you could choose differently, different with to create something new. And then if I can be a contribution, I'm here. You can go here and book your mini mentorship session. Um, the target of these sessions is for you to come away with more clarity, for you to come away with a product prescription. If you'd like to have more change, I go right, I have a very robust shop, you guys. So I go in there and I'll go, oh, I know exactly what would speak to this thing. And I put together that prescription to come away with a, a chart and some information about your priorities and then more awareness around what you can choose to create something different. You are the creator of your life. You are the creator of your life. You're the creator of everything that's shown up so far. You are the creator of everything that can show up. What else is possible for you? What else is possible? What else can you choose? What else can you create? If you could have more information and more clarity around these different areas of your life, would it contribute to you having a sense of what you could choose next? Book your session share the show. I adore you. Keep going and I'll see you back here next week.